You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. I'm Spencer. And am I a ghost? Or am I dead? Or am I alive? Nope, it's just me, Spencer. (laughs) And I am bringing to you... The next entry in our Freaky Friday Halloween October Celebration series. This theory will uh, be enjoyed by fans of Disney World or any of the Disney parks that have Disney the... adults. Yes, Disdolts. <laughs> yes. Disdolts. Um, <laughs> uh They have a fondness that have ever ridden the Haunted Mansion ride. Although it does not particularly pertain to the variation, the Nightmare Before Christmas variation that I uh, did not enjoy. Because no. when I go to Disney World and want or Disneyland and want to ride the Haunted Mansion, I want to ride the Haunted Mansion, not the yeah. Haunted Mansion with the Nightmare Before Christmas treatment. So keep that in mind, Disney, if you're listening and want my input. Yeah. Um, okay. So the name of this theory is called, Our Favorite Haunted Mansion Theory Will Change How You Ride Forever. And I actually found this theory on DisneyDining.com. Not oh, Reddit. So it's not from Reddit. It's not. So here we go. And uh, cue the atmospheric music, but I'm not going to put it in because I don't want to go look for some. <laughs> Once you step into the doorless chamber, you're doomed. No one comes out of Gracie Manor alive. <laughs> Everything is going well as you tour the library, parlor, and ballroom. It's even kind of fun. Your fear begins to subside until you meet her, Constance Hatchaway. You've heard rumors about her, the Black Widow, not ScarJo, and no, not Lady Tremaine. She killed all five of her husbands and got richer with each one. Everyone knew it. Figure she'd end up here. There's a murderous gleam in her eye that makes you uneasy. And what's that in her hand? Your eyes widen with horror as you realize the hatchet she beheaded each of her husbands with has followed her to the afterlife. As you examine the scene, it becomes clear that she still has no remorse for her crimes. Spending her afterlife surrounded by the portraits of her victims, she laughs as she confesses her crimes to you with a cold, calculating voice that makes your hair stand on end. She takes a menacing step toward you and you scramble to get away. There's no escape from Constance once she sets her sights on someone, though. You turn to run for the door to flee the way you came, but you lose your footing. Stumbling backwards, you reach for something to catch your fall, but there is nothing. Suddenly, you're falling. In your hurry, you've tripped over one of the wedding gifts scattered around the attic and have fallen out of the window. Where you'll land is a mystery, but at least you've escaped Constance. Or have you? The first person you see once you land looks terrified. It's the gravedigger. Why is he here? And why does he have 
his shovel. Everyone here is already dead and buried except you. That is when you realize that falling from the mansion's attic didn't hurt. Why didn't it hurt? It was a three-story fall. It should have hurt. It should be cold, too, come to think of it. The autumn chill set shivers down your spine as you arrived at the mansion, but now nothing. That's when it hits you. You didn't survive the fall. All the ghosts have come out for a swing and wake. Yours! Your host, Master Gracie, meets you warmly. Gone is his menacing tone from before. Now he is pleased to see you. The fear you were feeling just moments earlier is gone. If you can't beat him, join him, you think, as you embrace your fate. The wake is the best party you've ever been to. Birthday parties have nothing on a death day party. The band plays, the ghosts sing, and you realize this isn't so bad. You're the final occupant. The mansion has now found its 1,000th guest, and the celebration is so wild, it could wake the dead. Literally. You will have to remember to thank Constance the next time you see her. <gasps> okay, so um, the, the theory is cool. There was something about when you read, the autumn chill sent shivers down your spine as you arrived at the mansion. Oops, I did not mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, basically what I'm going to do at this point is I loved, I loved the uh, narrative, the story that they told, but they didn't do it in a way that some people might understand at how to connect it to the ride itself. Um, so basically... You, reading this the story is you're supposed to be imagining that as you sit in your little doom buggy thing you're actually walking through the haunted house the mansion like your mm -hmm. ride is actually your you're you're walking through the mansion essentially you're visiting it and experiencing everything um so mm -hmm. when it says you turn to run for well, the because, door because do you know why with the history of Disneyland and everything before the doom buggies came up that's what it was planned to be was you were supposed to walk through. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so like when it says things like you turn to run for the door to flee, obviously you're not running, but it's supposed to be, you know, conveying that idea as you ride. And the same thing where it's like suddenly you're falling. What happens is I forgot about this part in the ride, but after you go through the attic scene and you start to go out on the balcony, your doom buggy turns around and you lean backwards and you're looking up at the sky as you come down into the graveyard. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Because mm -hmm. I've forgotten it, didn't uh, I? Yeah, I don't remember that part okay. of the ride. Yeah. Um, when was the last time? You, when did you ride it? Oh, man. I, I mean, I've ridden it about three mm -hmm. or four times okay. over the years. But the last time that I rode it, mm -hmm. oh, man, was at least 15 to 20 years ago. Okay. Um, so I just thought that was a fun effect. Oh, cool. You can see the sky and the stars and stuff. And um, But this, this theory is showing, no, you actually are running from Constance, who's about to try to chop your head off. Instead, you trip and fall over the balcony, and that's you falling and landing in the graveyard. Um, so here's hmm. here's some fun things, because I had to I looked up a video of like a ride through. I watched a couple of them actually to try to capture everything that Constance says whenever you come up, come upon her. And Michael, I understand you, you mentioned that you're not quite sure what this is referencing because honestly, I didn't remember this scene of Constance. Uh, yeah. I ride. don't remember anything about Constance in yeah. the ride. Uh, only thing I remember about the ride is 
like going through, going up the stairs, seeing the yeah. people, the ghosts dancing in the ballroom yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, the and then the music stuff. and then the uh, like the stretching of the portraits and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember that a lot, but yeah. I don't well, remember anything like else. Crystal ball. Yeah. With the lady's head in it, which is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently going to be Jamie Lee Curtis's character mm-hmm. in the new movie they're making. I bet they're doing another one. She dies mm-hmm. after the final Halloween movie and becomes a guest <laughs> at the Haunted Mansion. You'll have um, to write up that fan theory. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think one of the reasons why I didn't remember this, and you too, Michael, is that this is a very brief scene. Like, she has several lines, but it's a loop. So when you ride through it, you might only hear one or two of these little things. Mm. And so um, that's why it's not particularly memorable i remember seeing the eddie murphy movie and we watched the muppets version yeah. is constance in mm-hmm. either of those constance was a huge huge oh. part of the muppet one uh right. she, i'll pull up the actress that played her wait wasn't it um taraji p henson that played her i don't know but i remember now she's a song right Hmm. oh yeah dance number Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to read some of Constance's lines Yeah, it was here. Taraji P. Henson played her, and uh, Will, Will Arnett was Mr. Gracie. That's right, that's right. Um, all right, here are some of her lines. For better or for worse, I do, I did. In sickness and in wealth, showing her acts, you may now kiss the bride. And the classic, till death do us part. And finally, here comes the bride, all while brandishing her axe. Um, so cool details that I never noticed. But mm-hmm. Michael, Laura, do mm-hmm. you recall this a juxtaposition in tone of the creepy from the creepy in the house to the quirky, fun party like atmosphere in the graveyard? Well, no, it's not really. If if I mean, I think I don't know about a juxtaposition. I feel like it was just kind of woven through mm-hmm. the scary stuff into okay. the more jovial. Mm-hmm. It was very lightly sprinkled in there because mm-hmm. they knew they were going to have small children as okay. guests in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the last time we wrote it, we were there yeah. around New Year's and the park was remade for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And for some reason at Christmas, they redo the Haunted Mansion to be a Jack Skellington mm-hmm. thing and, and make it all <laughs> Nightmare Before That's Christmas. Dumb. Yeah, It's very dumb and very disappointing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as somebody who likes Nightmare Before Christmas... No, don't do that to me. I mean, that's the hard thing too. Is like, so then, what do you do at Christmas time with this? Nothing. I don't know. Yeah. But don't you don't do anything don't with do it. Don't do that. Yeah, just leave it as it is. Like <laughs> okay. for, for me, to to go back to your other point. Like for me, I don't ever remember anything being scary on this ride, or even in the lobby area. Like I, for me, it was always the fun, mm-hmm. kind of goofy, silly type of thing. So, I that's an interesting point, and I think. My my assumption, my hypothesis, my educated guess is going to be that with the advent of technology and the addition of holograms and visual virtual screens and stuff rather than animatronics and practical effects, 
that increased the creepy factor because when I watched through this video, these couple ride throughs of recent ones within the last year or so, it's more creepy, spooky than I remember it. Um, I don't know if the stuff they're not keeping it original. I mean, some of the stuff, some of some of the stuff is original. Like they still use the same effect for the ballroom ghost because that's classic. Okay, good. But like, mm-hmm. but like you know, I remember. I mean, like Axe Lady, uh, Hack, Constance Lady is she's a projection, and it's it's a very you can tell it's a very modern high tech projection of her ghost because it like dissolves and she has an axe and it disappears and it reappears and just the the effects that they're using the visual effects now uh incorporating into it because it makes it more realistic and i like it but it does i think increase the scare factor and so for when i watched it it was a very dramatic and maybe i'm maybe i was in a different mood but it was a very dramatic shift when you compare once you pass the guy, the grave digger, and you see how terrified he is, and then get into the party scenes, it's a very dramatic shift in tone and what you see outside in this party atmosphere than what it was like inside. And maybe, maybe some of these fan theories have been floating around out there. Maybe they saw them and took inspiration and have kind of woven those in there to change it, make it more fit that, or who knows. But, um, Let's get into some of these comments now. This, because yeah. I, I wanted to this this particular since I didn't find it on Reddit, it didn't have comments. But I looked to see if someone had shared a com- this theory or a similar one uh, on Reddit, so I could find some comments. And there's one was not, but the one that I found these comments on that I'm about to read the original theory was similar to this one. However, it was not that you tripped and fell trying to escape from Constance. It was that I know you what jumped it's be. off. It's that she got you. No, oh. you are so so scared, so terrified that you intentionally you, you're done. You don't want to go you on anymore. You don't want to hmm. live anymore because of everything you've experienced. And so you just jump off. To your doom. See, when you were reading the original theory, my thought was mm. you were headed toward the balcony mm-hmm. and you trip, but mm. as you trip, she gets you, mm-hmm. but your soul kept going. Yeah. Yeah, I That's, think... That was my thought. Well, so, I mean, I guess they aren't particularly... Let's see how, how they say this, because... Because you don't hit the ground and right. you don't feel cold. Because it just says you turn around for the door, you flee, you lose your footing, stumble backwards, you fall, but there's nothing. Suddenly you're falling. You've oh, okay. So it says suddenly you're falling in your hurry. You've tripped over one of the wedding gifts scattered around the attic and have fallen out of the window. At least you've escaped Constance, or have you? And so I guess it's up to your interpretation. They're not specific in what exactly happens. It could be that she killed you or you just bumbled like a bumbling fool like me would. I would probably do. Um, So anyway. okay. so that's why when I read this particular comment, this makes sense now that I've explained everything up to this point. Lucient3214 says, I read a similar one where you are supposedly actually murdered by the lady who kills her husbands. Then, when you tilt back in the very next segment, it is symbolic of being lowered into a grave, whereupon you are greeted by the spooks all welcoming you in the graveyard. So, a slight variation on this. In 
In reply, Busy M says, also when you rise after that descent, the groundskeeper and his dog are watching you rise from the dead and are trembling in fear. Also, now that you are dead, you see all the ghosts more clearly. Back in the mansion, you didn't really see ghosts. In the seance room, she calls the spirits to do different things with instruments. You see them floating, but no ghosts. You see the door knocker knocking, but no ghost. The piano playing, but you only see the shadows, etc. It's not until you are dead and in the graveyard that you actually see the ghosts. Hmm. And then in response to that, Dude22Blue says, Oh, I like that too. So you have a few options. A, the ghost drove you mad and you jumped out and died. Or B, the bride got you and you are being lowered to your doom. Or C, the whole event in the beginning caused an episode where you pass out and have an outer body experience. I think they meant out of body experience. Explains the party and the murderous bride in the end telling you to hurry back. Oh, who has more theories? This is fun. Okay, I don't like C. Option C. Uh, okay, uh, deleted in response to Busy M says, you see ghosts in the ballroom before you descend to the graveyard. I guess that could be the beginning of your welcoming party. Busy M replies, I was thinking of that, but they fade in and out. So they are not as there as the graveyard scene. Also, it's a neat effect that wouldn't fit in later. So, And then Dude22Blue comes back and says, and even though they're dancing, you're spooked if the background music is to be trusted, but in the graveyard, things are really kicking and the ghosts mm -hmm. are much more present, like Billy M mentioned. Busy. Um, Izzy, Izzy, Busy M mentioned. Busy. Busy. Mm -hmm. um, well, these are really fun ideas yeah. of yeah, how it are, all works out. I like those, it. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, ever since I put this together, I was super excited to read it. Um, but um, I think any more discussion that we have may be involved in our ratings. So okay. we are about ready to rate this, I guess. Uh, but guys, it's been a heck of a week for me. So I need to pause for a few minutes before we move on. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, it's a great opportunity to play some programmatically placed advertisements too. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. There is a corner of Los Angeles where dreams are brought to life. The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Where stars are born. Where legends are made. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. For over a hundred years, the world has been captivated by Hollywood. But just beneath the stardust lie a million more fascinating stories. Tales of heroism, villainy, betrayal, passion, tragedy and triumph that when sewn together form an incredible history. The Secret History of Hollywood. Available now wherever you get podcasts.
Feel better, Spencer? No. Cool. Michael, would you go over our rating scale real quick? Sure thing, boss. The highest rating that we have is Genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay. Um, does anybody want to volunteer to be the 1,000th guest? Michael Ooh. does. I'll do it. Go. Um, yeah, so I... I really enjoyed this theory. Um, after having everything explained, it kind of brought the memories back up for me. There's mm. still a few things that I don't genuinely don't remember about the ride that were I, mentioned. But I would suggest to everyone, including you, Michael, and you, Laura, and you, Brandon. Yes, Brandon, our <laughs> awesome patron. Speaking of, uh, if you want to be awesome like Brandon, you can be a patron. Patreon.com slash FanTheoryQs. And I just interrupted Michael and hijacked his thing. But I had to get that in there. Go watch a ride through of this because it's fun. Continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but having having those memories brought back, it it really kind of brought back my love of this ride. This is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland uh, when I've been, and um, everything that that said makes sense to me. And the, I feel like the comments in this one just kind of further the validity of this theory. So for me, this one's a genius. I awesome. love it. Very cool. Very cool. I love it. Very Here's good. Um, yeah, um, I am going to agree that this is genius. Um, I do like this whole I idea. I, I, I'm so glad they explained about, or was it in the theory, or did, are you the one that it laid it out about like, there are all these lines that are supposed to explain a lot more to you. However, they loop, but yeah, they that was loop me. in such a frequency that you're only mm -hmm. going to catch one of them as you come through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, Be that was super helpful. So thank you for that, Spencer. Well, because um, um, because I didn't think about it until just now that you just said that. That might be more indicative that she's, I mean, obviously she's coming to kill you. And so her lines are her motivation showing what she's about to do, which could determine what happens next mm -hmm. sorry go ahead exactly okay. uh i mean I was, I was pretty much wrapped up i okay. I, I like it i think it's mm -hmm. genius i think this is a great explanation for what's happening mm -hmm. um i am in the camp of on your way out as you fell when you fell hit the ground she hit you but your soul kept going and that's mm -hmm. how you ended up outside on the ground without being hurt so yeah I like cool. genius. All right. Um, I'm going to give make this a triple, triple genius. Triple Ooh, genius. Nice. This is a genius theory. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, the initial hesitancy, not hesitancy, but ambiguousness of what actually is the cause of your death. You know, it, it doesn't, it essentially doesn't really matter. Um, I still think I am of the, the camp that says, I think you're just stumbling out, getting away from her and falling, mostly because in my watching of the ride through, I know they, I mean, they could find a way to make it work if they really wanted to, but she doesn't actually move 
like she doesn't leave the spot. She's just standing there and talking to you. And you still travel a great distance, not a great distance, but it's not just like, oh, you turn and then you're falling. There's still like maybe about a 15 or 20 second, maybe more 15 second ride before you do do the turnaround of, and lean back. So I'm still leaning towards, a, oh, let me get out of here. Oops, I tripped over her ex-husband's, I almost said catheter. Why did I say it? <laughs> what? Uh, something that belonged to her ex-husband's. And uh, I mean, ultimately, she's still the the cause what led to your death uh but not by x but yeah, anyway whenever, i was just gonna say really quickly i didn't say what my opinion was on mm -hmm. the cause of death in my rating so mm -hmm. i am going to say i kind of agree with you spencer mm -hmm. i i like i just think it's fun to think of the idea of oh it's an accident like you're yeah. just running around and you accidentally trip on something and mm -hmm. Now you're ghosts and yeah. you see all these ghosts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I would just love, I'm sure much research and, you know, conversations and interviews have been done with historians and current people at the park. But I would love to know if something like this was the original intent of the ride design or if it just kind of developed that way from people's dark imaginations. <laughs> um, either way it puts the gate it really does it changes the way that you ride it from now on and you'll be expecting your death and i just love how they wrap it up it's like okay you are now the 1000th guest that's great it's, it's <laughs> perfect it's it's just a brilliant a brilliant theory and a perfect entry into our freaky friday series yes, yes. indeed and since we've wrapped it up, it's time to transition into bringing this episode to a close. But before we do, um, I would like to share a fascinating movie detail. Uh, you know, bloopers can be funny, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah maybe Yeah, so. but they yeah. can also get pretty old pretty quickly, especially if you're on set trying to, you know, be patient with a person that's blooping. Yes, it's <laughs> so annoying when they're mm. cutting up and just trying to have fun it's like you're wasting everyone's time just because you yeah. want to laugh <laughs> oh my goodness i said the instead of the <laughs> uh, that kind of uh, but anyway yeah. sometimes those annoying bloopers can actually be put to good use um like this scene from the last jedi shared by reddit user advocate saint <laughs> yay advocate saint's yes. back in the Welcome last the jedi in The Last Jedi from 2017, Adam Driver was notoriously bad at memorizing his lines. After the 11th take of his scene with Mark Hamill, Driver delivered his lines so poorly that Hamill remarked, Amazing! Every word of what you just said was wrong. Ryan Johnson liked it so much that he left it in. <laughs> I, I assume that that's intentional dialogue, but it's funny. Yep. I don't remember what he's actually idea saying. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Because that yep. Mark Hamill, that it sounds like something that that actor would actually do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, was Cobra in G.I. Joe a CIA project gone horribly out of control? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories.
Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like All Creatures, When Things Go Wrong, and Who Arted? <laughs>